This episode of Exoplanetary features depictions of war violence. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for listening to Exoplanetary. We love making the show for you, but we rely on your support to continue. Please consider becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com slash exoplanetary. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal at paypal.me slash exoplanetary. You can find links and more information at our website, exoplanetarymedia.com. Any amount helps, and we are truly grateful for your support. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash exoplanetary, Instagram at exoplanetary, and on Twitter at exoplanetary pod. Exoplanetary, the adventures of the spacefaring Wolverton family far in the future. Tonight's episode, The Killer in Me is the Killer in You. How long are you going to be keeping me in here? That depends. How long before you stop trying to clobber Calvert Wolverton? Well, stop. I'll always want to, but I can restrain myself. What happened to you out there? Is it as bad as Vladimir said? Vladimir? Oh, man. I forgot that Vladimir would be here, too. I've been pretty focused, Mother Invention. My only dream for 30 years has been getting my hands around Calvert's neck. Ever since he abandoned me in that nest of spiders. But what happened out there? What happened to you? It was hell. Got worse every day. I don't know where to begin. He isn't coming back. Well, it's only been a week. The guard has likely doubled. They're expecting him to return. I'm not. It's impossible. He left and he isn't coming back for us. He thinks we've been executed, and in time he might be right. Oh, no, don't, don't say that. I can't eat this food anymore. Stacy, you must keep your hope alive. You know, if your friend Calvert doesn't find us, it will be the revolution. Soon. Soon. You mean that the revolution was always more than just you and Vladimir? Oh, oh yes, yes. Well, well, not much more. Yeah, my hope is soaring now. Whatever is coming, it will take time. You must have patience. It's funny, Ernesto. The place that I came from was so boring, so stale. I felt so trapped there. I wanted to run away somewhere new and exciting. And where do I wind up? Trapped again in some other prison, this one even smaller and more boring than the other. Well, General, is this it? Time for the firing squad? Stand back, Ernesto. I'm here for the human. The Empress wishes to speak to her. By speak, you mean interrogate. The severity of the conversation is the Empress's prerogative. Now be careful, Stacy. Don't tell that horrible woman anything. But I don't know anything. Bring her closer, General. Yes, Your Highness. 
You don't need to bind me so tightly. I don't have anywhere to go. How does Calvert's traveling device work? I have no idea. I come from a time 500 years before Calvert and you. His technology goes beyond cutting edge, even in his own time. General, leave us. Your Highness. You're the first human I've had a chance to speak to alone in... I don't know how many years. If you can call what you've become human... You'd be surprised, Stacy. Underneath this strange exterior, I'm filled with doubts, fears, joy, sadness. Every bit as real as your own. But no pulse. No organs, no blood. Are those the things that make you human? That make you a person? <laughs> you forget that I had countless hours to contemplate existence. No company but my own thoughts. When they shot this consciousness into the great void between stars, I was counting on having companions. They never arrived. I was alone, in the dark, for centuries. Can you imagine? No, you can't. It's an experience that I alone have had. I'm sorry to hear that. That's why I insisted that they keep you and your spider friend in the same cell. I know what it's like to be truly alone, Stacy. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It sounds horrifying. No wonder you went mad. No, be quiet! I never went mad. I'm as sane as you. Shut up! Shut up! All right, all right. You're not insane. But you are lonely. You need someone to talk to. Someone human. I can be that person. No. I need Calvert's device. I want to understand how it works. The device he had. He was building another one. I expect you to figure out how to complete it. I'm going to lock you into his workshop until you do. Are you crazy? Right? Sorry, 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 sorry. Fine. You can lock me up until I'm collecting social security, but I've only got a high school diploma and a shelf full of Bridget Jones novels at home. You're better off asking me to fix your plumbing. General! Take her to the lab. Oh. Whatever, Dorothy. You're nuts. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you're five pounds of crazy in a four-pound bag. Oh, take her to the lab. Leave her in there, alone. Yeah, rumble, rumble, rumble. Heard it on the floor, lady. What happened next? She thought I knew how to get the device working. Of course, even if the device could be made to work, I didn't have the first clue. So I spent a month or two trying to look busy and waiting for something to happen. I begged for them to bring Ernesto to me so I'd have someone to talk to. They finally brought him. How did you finally escape? Guards were at every exit, but Ernesto kept doing something I noticed. Ah, a new face. Nice weather we're having. You keep trying to be friendly to the guards, but they're only here to drop off the terrible food and then about face. No, a friendly word or two never hurt anyone. But one day, 
something different happened. Ah, a new face. Nice weather we're having. It's been raining for three days. Three days? Now that, that's a long wait. Wow, this one's relatively chatty. Your charm offensive has its first casualty. Eh? Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, um, never mind. I knew something was up, but Ernesto spent the next two days changing the subject. And then on the third night... Stacy, Stacy, are you awake? Of course. How could I sleep through that? What's going on? We're leaving. The revolution has liberated us. Come on, come on, there's no time to lose. And he was right. Five young spiders, armed to the teeth and scanning the area for danger. We followed them into the deep tunnels and out onto the countryside. Amongst their numbers, I recognized our guard from earlier that day. His name was Walter. The only way we were able to make this happen was the sudden drawdown in the Empress's private guard. She's been planning something huge. What? The Empress is raising up an army to invade another planet. Evidently, she believes that's where the other human escaped. Another planet? How's that possible? She's had every able-bodied spider working on the spaceship. Work started on the day your friend escaped. They're putting on the finishing touches tonight for the big push. I've got to be on that ship. We have to smuggle me on there. No, no, Stacy, are you mad? You'll be killed. No. Don't you see, Ernesto? If I stay here, I'm a liability to the revolution. I stick out like a sore thumb and you'll all be in danger. But if I go to this other planet, I might meet up with Calvert and I can finally get home. That's just foolish, Stacy. No more of a gamble than staying with you guys. No. I've got to take my chance. How did you get on board? They hid me in a box of supplies. I waited days to move from my hiding place. The journey between planets took weeks. I crawled carefully through the hallways, totally weightless, avoiding the crew. One night I found a simple viewing porthole, thick glass or plastic, and I could see one of the planets from there. I couldn't tell if it was the planet we came from or the planet we were headed to, but, but it was the first time I stopped and noticed that I was in outer space. It was a happy feeling, like I accomplished something. Not that I really had anything to do with it. All I accomplished was not getting caught. But it was the longest I was any one place on this ship other than tucked away amongst the supplies. Fifteen minutes or more, floating in place, staring out at that island in the void. That was the last time I was happy. But they never found you. No. I knew we were landing when the G-forces hit me. The re-entry nearly broke my neck. When I woke, I heard the gunfire, and I realized that the war had started. It really startled me, not just the horrible noise, but the fact that it was just an ordinary rifle. Bullets. Projectile weapons. I thought it was going to be science fiction lasers, you know, zap, zap. As if that would be any better. When was the last war in this time? It would have been before the exodus from the Earth. There hasn't been a war out in the other planets. Things work differently out there. Better. I don't know that you can say that. Different. We don't have the room or the resources for war. Give me a life without war at any cost. 
I'd known veterans, even guys around my own age who'd been to Afghanistan. PTSD. Messed them up. I mean, I feel changed. You understand? I was in the middle of all that chaos and death. And the native spiders, they had lasers somehow. I'm the only human being scurrying around this jungle filled with crazed spiders trying to kill each other. And eventually they spotted me. The invading spiders opened fire on me. The native spiders seemed shocked to see me, but they never opened fire. After narrowly avoiding being shot, the invaders got sidetracked by a firefight with the natives. I shimmied up a tree and hid in the branches. The next morning, Alice found me. Alice? Alice Wolverton? Yeah. At least she thinks she's Alice Wolverton. I never quite got the concept that she's alive and well in this time, but alive as this beautiful shining robot up there, centuries in the future. She's been up there all along. That's interesting. A real person who became an android. Did she seem human to you? She seemed seven feet tall and made of diamond. So, not quite. And we were all under an enormous strain. I mean, I didn't even seem human at that point. I told her... I know your brother. Would you be surprised to learn that you weren't the first person to regret that? Not even slightly. And poof, we bonded. Right. So are you responsible for all of the lasers? Unfortunately. Are you as tough as you look? Not quite bulletproof, so let's get to higher ground. This might be a little undignified. Crawl up my back. I can amble up here faster than you, or the spiders, and I bet these newbies aren't the most agile climbers. They can hold their own. They still say newbies in the 26th century? Sorry. Archaic slang is one of my hobbies. Thought I'd just try to make you feel at home, noob. Thanks. I kind of appreciate that. No problemo. Hang tight. Camping up in the trees, that was a trip. First off, the atmosphere had enough oxygen to keep me breathing without needing a helmet, but it was thinner than I was accustomed to by several degrees. My first week there, I had this huge headache. And the higher I ascended, I would get nosebleeds. Eventually, I got acclimated, but there was always this kind of manic edge to everything I did. I was always just a bit dizzy. Alice fed me all the local produce she'd discovered. How is it? Tasty. Like a cantaloupe, but spicy. Good. Why are you so curious? I can taste flavors like a human does, and I enjoy eating once in a while. But you're the first actual human body I've had to test this stuff on. My compliments to your green grocer? So, what can you tell me about life over there? Your friend Dorothy has turned it into a weird reflection of 20th century Earth. She was a historian back home. Not professionally. Couldn't make a living doing that. Everyone was kind of obsessed with the past, as I remember. Sure beat the present. Well, this cultural cul-de-sac has the added benefit of keeping the spiders from progressing beyond a certain point. Scientifically, artistically, with a few exceptions, they're just puppets to their empress. Was she on board the ship? Well, I didn't see her, but I think that's pretty unlikely. Why? You were telling me about how you and Peter built your bodies from the available materials. You mentioned something happened to her traveler probe during the launch. One of the revolutionaries, Vladimir, said it was common knowledge that she and her palace were one complete object. Ernesto had a different theory. 
that she had somehow taken over the entire planet. The entire... (laughs) Is that possible? You tell me. I mean, how did your body know to stop building itself? Human bodies have glandular problems, so why wouldn't a malfunctioning Dorothy just build her body until there wasn't anything left? Metastasizing like a tumor. Right. How do we defeat a, a planet? I don't know what to tell you. I'd say that we'd have a bigger problem at the moment dealing with these invaders. You said we. Glad to hear that. Not like I have a lot of choice. Not like I can get this thing working. What is that? Something your brother was working on. When he was Dorothy's prisoner, she forced him to create a duplicate time travel device, but he was simply stalling her to get the original back and to rescue me. He wound up forced to leave without me, and he hasn't been back for some reason. May I see it? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Well, he was doing something here. What? I'm not certain. If you gave me some time, I might be able to determine what's going on. It will take some detective work, but I've been given a brain with the sum total of human knowledge. Handy. It doesn't hurt. I gave Alice a device, and while Peter was working on the teleportation arch, she was trying to figure out what Calvert had built. She would teleport over to Planet Dancer to use the technology Peter had over there. Meanwhile, I was helping the native spider people defend our encampments from the invaders. This caused tension between you both. It caused tension between Alice and everyone. But that was going on long before I showed up. All the spiders called her Sister Stone. And it wasn't exactly an affectionate nickname. In addition to being durable, she would zip out at her leisure. I'm sure that most of that had to do with the tension between Alice and two of the elder spiders, Ornu and Mukhra. They'd all been close at one point, but now they blamed Alice for the invasion. Sister Stone was grudgingly tolerated, but only because she was incredibly effective at warding off the enemy whenever she happened to be on world. But you specifically seem to have some animosity toward her. It was tense. Alice told me that Planet Dancer was too dangerous for me, radioactive. Well, that war-torn jungle on Planet Prancer wasn't doing me any favors either. It was hell. And days and weeks turned very quickly into years and years. Years and years of firing these energy weapons at creatures. Killing every day. Death every day. But eventually it all became normal somehow. We don't have to continue. If you want, we... No, it's helping. I want to tell you about the worst day, though. The day before I left Planet Prancer and rejoined the Revolution. I was on sentry duty outside the encampment. We were supposed to pick up and move south. I was young when this war started. Please don't start this conversation again. I've been old so long, I don't think about being young anymore. I've forgotten. As humans reckon, are you still young, Stacy? Yes, if someone's being kind to you. We've been fighting forever. Nine, almost ten years. Your years or our years? Your years, her years... My years, it doesn't matter. You can talk and talk about then. All that matters is now. All the past is good for. All it teaches you is how to deal with the present. 
I used to think about all of the things I wanted to do with my life. Now all I think about is eating, sleeping, and fighting. That's all I think about, too. That's all you need to think about. Don't you miss life before the war? Don't be foolish. Of course I miss it. Before the war, Mahra was our astronomer. She built a massive observatory out of webs and glass. I didn't know that about you. Who needs to know it? A sneak attack. We have been so busy talking. None of us noticed the commandos approaching. How could I have? That was the first time in years that I felt vulnerable. Despite burning each of our attackers, kicking them down like dominoes, they still outnumbered us. The, the position gave us the edge we needed, and, and after a few minutes... Those who weren't dead were crawling down the trees, but I... Mara, no! I'll get the surgeon. Save your strength. I'll, I'll be dead before you find her. I have something to tell you both. No, get the surgeon. Stop being a child. It's ridiculous that I've lived this long. I, I was a fool to insist on taking arms. I, I was a fool, oh, but I, I chose to die this way. Don't forget that. If you think of me, remember that. I, I, I will. The swound, I can't staunch the bleeding. Or new. <clears throat> you have to live through this war. Once it's over, you have to rebuild my observatory. You'll find the notes in, in my, my pack. Ornu, the day that the invaders destroyed it, that was the day I truly died. I'll be at rest when you finish it. Yes. Yes, of course, Mahra. You, Stacy, <clears throat> you have to leave this world. Rejoin the resistance and... and, and and bring the Empress down in her own palace. Your destiny lies there. Not in nursing another generation into combat training. <clears throat> Go. But I... You're right. I will, Mokra. <clears throat> but both of you... You must tell Sister Stone... You must tell Alice Wolverton. <clears throat> I forgive her. And you, you must forgive her. But you... <clears throat> you can never trust her. She... She means well, but she is an unwitting pawn in a larger game. One that none of us understands. But... But forgive her. If it hadn't been her, it, it would have been someone else. Why?
but I couldn't face Alice. She was off on Planet Dancer and we were moving the camp. Not even time to carve a resting place in the tree for Mohra. Once we reached the new camp, I started climbing down, miles and miles. It was the only time that I climbed that far unassisted. It was midday when I approached the spaceship, now one of three in the Empress's fleet. And you returned to Planet Vixen and the Revolution? Yes. Were you successful? Another 20 years of getting nowhere, Mother Invention. Another 20 years of baby steps. Another 20 years of nothing. My entire adult life has been about war. I'm sitting here now, knowing that even though I'm finally safe and sound on the planet I came from, you're going to tell me there's more fighting ahead. But I'm telling you, no. Nobody is going to make you fight, Stacy. Um, <clears throat> may I come in now? What the hell are you doing here? I've been recording our conversation, Stacy. It seemed kinder than making you repeat everything for the others later. But I've been listening in, and Stacy, there's, there's nothing I can say, but, but I'll, I'll finish it. I, I promise you, I'll make things right. It's just you have to go back, Calvert. Change everything. Walk into the grocery store on a day when I'm not working. Tell me you can't take me. You have to go back and stop me from leaving with you. That's how you make things right. Make it so we never met. What's done is done, Stacy. But, but, but I can help make sure that the rest of your life is 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 quiet and peaceful. It's all the wars out of me, Cal. But there isn't any peace in me either. I'm just empty. I'm hollow. You get me? Nothing left. No. No, Stacy. We'll 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 find something. I. I promise you. <laughs> you talk big. But the truth is, you're terrible at what you do. Who put you in charge of time travel? Who put me in charge of killing spiders? Cal, I, I, I can't take it anymore. Go, both of you. I want to sleep. I haven't had a real night's sleep in nearly 30 years. I've made a horrible mess of things. There's nothing I can do to make things better. Maybe, maybe what's happening hundreds of thousands of light years away isn't any of our business. Now that Stacy's safe and sound, If I you could... really believed that, you'd be worse than Stacy says you are. I let my best friend down, Mother Invention. And there's a problem so big out there, I'm not sure how to help. I think you left the teleportation arch on. No! No, I didn't. Oh, I've had a very emotional day. What fresh hell is this? It looks like someone is teleporting in. Someone? Or something? According to this, it's, 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 it's huge. Angels and ministers of grace, defend us. That's the biggest android I've ever seen. What? Calvert! Alice! My goodness, are, are you the Alice from Planet Prancer? Planet Dancer, actually. Oh. It took me 28 years, 10 months, and 5 days, but I finally worked out the device you left behind. But, but, but how did you find us? Think about it. Our teleportation arch now uses your time travel device. Your device incorporated into the Arachnidians teleportation technology. The stuff Vladimir helped you build. My friend Peter used a similar technique on his device. 
And all of these teleportation arches have homing functions that find operational arches elsewhere in the solar system and beyond. Once we found this arch, we knew it must be you. Alice, it's... it's amazing to see you. It's great to see you as well, but I have something important to tell you. We've been fighting a technological horror that came from Exoplanetary, and she's only days from figuring out how to return to this solar system. You have been listening to Exoplanetary. The Killer in Me is the Killer in You. Written by C. Christopher Hart. Performed by... Katina Andoniades. And Alicia Huney as Stacy Curtis. Stephanie Leet as Mother Invention. And Mahra. Rob Bakurs as Ernesto. Melissa Schenter as Dorothy Green. Winnie Hugh as Ornu. Michael Burles as Walter. With Ferial Elliott as Alice Wolverton. And C. Christopher Hart as Calvert Wolverton. Produced by C. Christopher Hart. Original music provided by Jacob Jansen. Sound effects by Danger Marshall. This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property. Copyright 2015 and 2017 by C. Christopher Hart. All rights reserved. Recorded in the Bigfoot Podcasting Studio, located at Ned Space in sunny Portland, Oregon.